everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya. Point one. I think that the, the things that make people different are the things that make them most beautiful. Philosopher Lizzie Price. Two, I love that you did greetings like an octave lower than usual just because I was giving you shit about it like a second before. Hey, LaToya. <laughs> and we are joined by returning awesome guest, Lindsay Keel. What's up, Lindsay? What's up? <laughs> hey. Well, LaToya making fun of us for being happy because she watched this episode too and can't figure out why. Um, so... We watched the uh, repugnant and infamously terrible season one, episode one, pilot episode of the U.S. version of Coupling. And so, that episode is, strangely enough, titled The Right One, because there's nothing right about this episode of television. Pil- okay, first of all, titling pilots, bullshit. Just don't do it. Just call it pilot. It's stupid. But secondly, why the fuck did this exist? And it's hilarious to me that pretty much everybody involved with the show agrees with me. So, let's get into it, guys. We watched this, which was originally a, it was a British sitcom, yes. I guess sitcom, hangout com- comedy, yeah. and it was great, and I actually, having said that I'd never seen it, you both were like, go watch it, and along with other people, friend of the show Jess said the same thing, and was like, go watch the original, and I was like, calm down guys, it's probably just like the British version of The Office, which is great, obviously. But I'm like, it's not that big a deal if I haven't seen it. But no, oh my god, it's so important. If you ever <laughs> want to see the difference between... They can teach a college class and show this episode, and then the original episode. And then explain the difference. I bet you that actually exists. I mean, you can probably Google it. I bet you someplace at .edu has like a PDF like comparing the British and American versions of the uh, used-to-be-great coupling. And it's like, literally, literally, and I don't know if I keep saying literally all the time, but the, the script is word for word the same. It's a little eerie almost when you go back and watch the other one. Like, the only thing they change is maybe some British colloquialisms. Like, stockings becomes panties. That's it. Exactly. Oh, and yeah. it's... And, like, Crippen. I'm still curious about what Crippen means. can figure <laughs> it out, but it's something. And, uh, so... But regardless of that... Well, first of all, right into the show, what, what Crippen means, I needed to know. I cannot figure it out. I did so many Boolean searches before this episode, and I cannot find it. But regardless of that... This episode, it, it begins, like, crazy, and then it goes even crazier, and I say that because it's, like, unwatchable. Like, this is like watching somebody, like, puke up a sitcom idea and then never actually hit a point. Like, no, there's no, never a single moment of this that even feels like a worthwhile show. And it's, it's ironic, because it's the same script as a show that was great. And it's probably even more insane, because if you were to show someone just, like, the cast of the show... You're like, oh, I can see why I got canceled just because, you know, these are, like, known show killers for the most part. But at the same time, you're like, <laughs> But people will also be like, oh, it's probably one of those, you know, canceled before it's time shows, right? What? It is not. I say, where is the, where is the NBC uh, sitcom slash reality show called Show Killers starring Jay Harrington, <laughs> among others? Paula Marshall? Oh, my God. That would be a great show. But, yeah, so let's go down the list. I mean, it's actually ironic because I think that the American show has... I wouldn't say bigger names, but, like, more recognizable people than the British one. Although the British one has, obviously, British, you know, famous Jack Davenport, among others. I think for the British show, it was definitely before they became famous, all of them, pretty much. And And I think at this point for the U.S. one, like, they were all relatively known at this point. Or at least they were recognizable as, like, you know... As character character actors, actors. yeah. So we have Colin Ferguson, who, if you don't know, is from Eureka, Vampire Diaries, everywhere else. 
Uh, those what is this? Those whirlpools? Those whirlpool commercials, right, or something? Uh, Maytag. Yeah, uh, he's the Maytag man, Maytag right? Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. Uh, I will yeah, watch that is. commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, you may tag me if you want. Um, uh, freeze. Uh, so Jay, Jay Harrington is the uh, other main character. I guess we call him him the main. character. He is the main character. I don't know why the fucking alphabetical credits. That pissed me off. Oh, and I guess Colin yeah, they Fox hadn't even more. really introduced the what was his name? Jay Harrington or Colin Ferguson? Which Colin, Colin Ferguson? Yeah, Colin Ferguson's Patrick. Yeah, him really yet, and then all of a sudden he's the first person in the credits, and I'm like, wait a minute. Was that? Yeah, they hadn't really. Had, had, they they were al- yeah, it was alphabetical oh, for some reason. It was alphabetical. Even though I think he also might have had more work at that point as well. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think he. I think he's one of those people who's like, we don't know him as much, but he was very, very popular in Canada. <laughs> but just given like it's it's Susan and Steve's story, there's no reason why Jay Harrington and Rita exactly. Soper should have been so far yeah, down. It's crazy. So anyway, so we got Colin Ferguson, Jay Harrington, two. I mean, uh, better off Ted. You know, Jay Harrington among other places, obviously. Lindsay Price, uh, Latoya's mortal enemy. Uh, Christopher Moore. This is why she's my moral, my moral enemy, because <laughs> before she was, like, in Beverly Hills 90210 and she was Steve's wife, and she was whatever. She was just, she existed. She so then this show happened. Uh, yeah. Then there's Chris Moynihan, who I don't think has done quite as much. But I, but I might actually hate him more than Lindsay Price because of what he's inflicted on this world. He's yeah, he's been in a couple of... Yeah, not great. No, he's also, he's been allowed to create shows, like that shitty uh, NBC show that lasted, like, one episode, 100 questions. I believe that's also, like, uh, one of the millions of shows David Walton was on that got canceled immediately. (laughs) And Man Up, the version that is about the man session with Mather Zickle and Dan Fogler. Yeah, he created that show. That's him. Yeah, he's a mortal enemy. I hate him. Well, I knew, I knew he was in something like that. On I, I just he's I so upsettingly like unfunny as a writer and an actor. I always just consider it like nameless. Oh, yeah, his ABC comedic sitcoms. timing is it should be a crime. He was. I mean, I was. I will say he was. They should have gotten the, the actor who played the original Jeff to be Jeff. Honestly, he was definitely the worst part mm-hmm. of this. And I say that it's it's uh, considering Lindsay Price is in this. I'm sure maybe <laughs> yeah. Latoya even coming close to a. Hers is a different. It's a different. Type Her, of she's offensive on a different level exactly. than he is in this role. Yeah. He is. I mean, it is next level how bad like he is it's it's watching him compared to the original like i don't even care if he's actually a talented actor in other ways i don't really have much to prove it i'm sure maybe there are people who probably argue that him and his mom maybe but like (laughs) regardless of that like him in this role is such a downgrade from the original it's like a totally different like chemistry his entire delivery is different like that's the one thing people always shit on like the we're gonna get into this a lot guys we're probably going to pull up the American version of The Office a lot, and among other plenty of shows that have been adapted, but the the U.S. Office, a lot of people shit on, um, I guess you would call it more maybe Rain Wilson compared to everybody else, but he really tried mm-hmm. to keep a lot of the same delivery for certain lines, and same with, I think, um, John Krasinski. They would, more so than some of the other cast, really stick, especially mm-hmm. in the first couple seasons, stick to a very specific type of delivery. Now, it wasn't exactly the British kind, but it was definitely, like, you know, they understood what that character brought to the entire ensemble, and they tried to bring it back in this one or some version of it. Here, it's like, he literally took the original's, like, character, threw it out the window, and said, I'm gonna do my thing, and it is literally abhorrent. Like, he is pointless to the episode. He, why does he even exist in this? He, and, like, it's stupid. The character of Jeff in the original is, like, he's socially awkward and just, he's kind of, uh, like, spastic and all that. And that's not here at all. Plus, at all. Like, this is guy, like, 
I can't see Susan wanting to like hook up with this guy because Jeff had an adorableness to it. Well, the original this guy Jeff, does not have that. The original Jeff as well, like he had. I'm trying to describe it. He had kind of like a um, uh, Edgar Wright vibe or something, where he's a little bit crazy, but he's also very low key and and plain at the same time. So it's almost like kind of like a hippie stoner who has like a crazy mm-hmm. side. It's like a British Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> And and the reason why his like high strung like antics in certain points of the episode were so important is because that wasn't the way his demeanor was when he was normally having conversation with Steve, like just having a day to day conversation. So you would see him get upset. Whereas this Jeff starts at ten, stays at ten, and never like breaks from being that like he's kind of the vibe he's going for. It's every line he's saying he thinks is a punchline, and it's not. You can't have every line be a punchline. It's I know it's a sitcom, but Jesus, somebody's got to do some setups. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, he's just, he's just obnoxious. He's delivering stuff like, and it's just not, I mean, say what you will about Jay Harrington and Colin Ferguson, who I don't think are cast well on this either. I think, oh, well, I'll let you finish the sentence Well, they're just, they're at least trying to do something with it. Like, they're trying to put their spin on it, but they're trying to do something. I feel like this dude just did not get what they were going for with this at all. I, uh, yeah, for the Jay and Colin casting, I feel like Jay is kind of, like, outwardly good casting, but he misses, like, Jack Davenport seemed, like, in the role, like, he seemed always uncomfortable at every time. He was very flustered. Like, at times, he just seemed, like, on the verge of tears because he's so frustrated with everything that's going on. And that wasn't in Jay Harrington's performance at that all. That is Jack Davenport's M.O., too, for the rest yeah. So it worked out really well that the character was written in a way where he could be, like, insufferable, or, well, um long-suffered, I guess I should say. Like, very, very annoyed with having to deal with pretty much everybody just besides exhausted. his friend. Yeah, just, yes. And as for Colin Ferguson, I feel like he's too attractive and not bro enough to be Patrick. Yep. Very much too attractive, very much too... Actually, kind of old. I, I think he's okay age-wise, literally, but he just looks a little bit more, like, aged. So He seemed, like, mature, else, as opposed to when, like, Patrick in the original show would wear a suit. He, he still seemed, like, just... A frat bro, the basically. between looking five to seven years different is important when it's a show about 20-somethings having sex and stuff, because you got somebody who looks like, who could be a father-slash-husband being a dick to one of the girls. It's like, well, you're, you come across as a total asshole instead of just it's being like, why are young... you cheating on your wife and yelling at this girl? <laughs> exactly, and then, like, <laughs> exactly. And then, like, it, it sort of comes across as if, in the original, he is kind of just, like, a frat bro who's growing into being an adult and trying to understand, you know, monogamy. Whereas in this... He just sort of comes across just like a, uh, oh, you were cheating too? Me too. Like, it's just like, ew. Like, that's kind of gross. Yeah, like, I, also, I, wanna... I feel like I didn't really get a feel for his character in the U.S. version very much. Yeah. Nobody's character. It was like, what's yeah, this guy's point? But in the U.K. version, even though the script was exactly the same, I don't know. I felt like I got more like, oh, okay, he belongs here. I guess. No, I don't. I don't know the the original that well because I only saw the one episode. Yeah, same. But and it, I hope you you hurry up and like watch the rest. It was pretty it's good. So it good. was actually very winning, especially the, I think the main two were, were really really good. Mm-hmm. The the um yeah. I guess it was the Susan the original Susan and Steve. Yeah. They were and fantastic. I, I think Sarah Alexander's a phenomenal and underrated comedic comedic oh, actress. Oh, she was the and, best part. I'm sorry. I yeah, like she, checked out she, she she nailed the entire episode. She, yeah, she kind of, like, is the secret MVP of the entire show, even though she's not the most, you know, like, over-the-top one. And you were never going to get that with Rena Sofer. Sorry, Rena Sofer. Yeah, I actually think out of everybody in this, though, I think that she was the closest to understanding the kind of show she was supposed to be on, which is saying something, because mm-hmm. she's also not good. 
But, like, yeah. everybody else was so bad that it was... Like, Sonia Welger, oh my god, don't even give me this sentence. And that's the thing where, like, they hire a British person for, like, something that was originally British, and then they make them American? What are you doing? And also, like, Sonia Welger literally should have been... Like, the casting, she should have been the Susan, really. I mean, she could have probably done the Susan just as well, because yeah. she would have had the same kind of, like... You know, she has the same look. She literally is British. She could probably do the dryness. But the problem was that if they put her in that role, they have somebody who is going to... It should have been switched. So Sonia and Rita probably should have been switched. That would have been fine. I mean, any of them. Honestly, I would have I would have preferred watching, like, Jay Harrington in the Susan role at this point. Like, <laughs> literally all of it was miscast. And I, it's weird because some of these people have done things, obviously, some of them literally critically acclaimed among, you know, other places. They've done good work. Besides Lindsay Price. Except for Chris... Oh. Except for Chris Moynihan, because at least she has Beverly Hills 902. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, uh, wow, well, I'm now best friends with Lindsay Price. Breaking <laughs> I have to be a Chris Moynihan's here. But so, Until we talk about the theme song. Yeah, oh my god, so, but, so basically, the, the casting on this, we're going to try and leave it at the door because it's almost abysmal, too abysmal to actually get into, but it is horribly miscast, and even though you might like these actors in other roles... The reason why we don't like them in these roles is not just because they're bad in this show, it's because they don't fit the, the entire kind of style of delivery and, like, content this is trying to deliver, basically. Does that make sense? So let's just get, so let's get into the theme song. So Lindsay Price, Latoya, I, when you told me that, I literally, I, I, I'm so, I am, I am, a, I am Jack Davenport in response to this show. <laughs> Like, I understand, maybe, like, he's, like, Back to the Futuring, he watched this episode, then filmed all of the original series, and was like, I'm exhausted knowing that all this work is for Moot, because they're gonna make that shit pile. <laughs> but go ahead, so. Yeah. Like, when I originally watched the show, I, I was like, I need to know who sings this theme song, because this is the worst thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, it's Lindsay <laughs> Price. And I'm like, great, she ruins this role, and she also ruins the theme song. Like, give us the fucking Pussycat Dolls cover of the song instead. Give us the Kate cover. Who, you have, like, options. Who approved that? Like, who was like, you know what? We're remaking this, this, this classic uh, British uh, sitcom in an American, you know, setting with American, like, audiences and all that kind of stuff in mind. Who can we get to really nail oh. this theme song? You know who approved all of it? All of this, Ben fucking Silverman. What? <laughs> he was the one in charge of NBC at the time. Oh my god. And uh, God, Ben Silverman. <laughs> I mean, just look at the picture of, the, of Ben Silverman on Wikipedia, and it says everything you need to know. He looks like a fucking right. muppet. I'm doing it. Please, 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 yeah, please look at this picture immediately. But, like, he looks like a bronze oh, muppet. Oh Jesus Christ! Right off the tanner, dude. Oh, Jesus. But he's gone on to do good things. It's just, it's... I feel like those were flukes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, like, it, it's pretty much just the kind of situation where, you know... Because remember, Ben Silverman also allowed Kath and Kim to oh, happen. Did he? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. What was that? He's also responsible for mob wives. Oh, my God. Dog and Beth on the hunt? What is this? What? He also... Oh, he did the Dog the Bounty Hunter TV show. <laughs> Not the original, the re the mm -hmm. spinoff with just Dog and his wife, which is apparently still running. Oh my god. Isn't he in prison? Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know. Anyway. Every picture of Ben Silverman, he looks like a villain from, like, a D DC TV show. I buy it. Uh, so, so, the theme song opens. Immediately the show is already unlikable, but they're gonna try and work up from the ground, even though they're just mostly digging. 
Um, so it starts off, uh, again, I really, really recommend you watch the original somehow, even if, I, I don't understand. You don't yeah, have it's to on watch on Hulu the Plus, movies. right? Uh, I think it is, yeah. I believe I yeah. watched it on Hulu Plus. Um, so he, it starts off, it's, it's a struggle, because like I told both Latoya, or at least I told Latoya earlier, uh, and Lindsay, it's, it's tough to watch this episode and then watch the original, because I genuinely forgot the bad parts for a minute, because the original basically, like, salves all the wounds, and then you're, you're like, like, this is great, why are we watching this? Yeah. Oh wait, this isn't, the, this isn't the one we're watching. Exactly, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? And then I had to go back and watch the original, like, well, the, the remake, and, and think, like, what happened? It's just like because everything... it's like watching a car crash in slow motion. Yeah, everything that could have gone wrong in the US one went wrong. wrong. <laughs> like, they used the exact same script, but did everything wrong. It's just, it's so surreal to watch them I both feel like back we're still back. not emphasizing it enough. Like, when we say the exact same it's script, the... it is word for word the same script. It's eerie. It's like hearing... It's like if someone did a staged reading of the British version of The Office, and it happened to just be the American. Like, don't get me wrong, the American version of The Office is pretty much a shot-for-shot remake of the original British, that first series... But it's still enough different that at least they adapted parts of it. This is like barely. This is like the only thing that was adapted was word usage, which is the same as publishing a book. That's not the same as yeah. That's not really changing. When the only thing you change is just like the brief times where it's like it's too British for anyone to understand, and you have uh, Jay Harrington saying pants. <laughs> they said pants oh, no. a lot. Oh god! But the- I hope Jay Harrington does not say panties in real life because <gasps> there was a, there was a, a, a lot of like, panties. The, Said. It's not hot. Nope. It's not hot at all. And I think, and I think, um, all right, the original was 28, 28 minutes, which is like roughly around sitcom length in, in, in UK. But the difference was that when they put it over to America, they must have just cut all of the moments of like silence between all the jokes landing. Even if that seems like such a stupid little thing to cut, it matters because it makes the entire like vibe of the show different. It makes it into, like, this, like, hammy sitcom. Especially in a comedy. And it goes from being, like, uh, like, The Office, the American version of The Office, which had moments to breathe in between jokes. That's why that show adapted well, is because they actually left those moments in there. Here, they pulled those all out and made it a ha-ha-ha-ha, according-to-Jim kind of comedy, where it was, like, a a joke a second, and you're just like, I can't keep up! And then it wasn't funny, so it was like, what?! Part of the humor yeah. of the original is it's awkward and it's slow and there's a lot of slow reaction shots like, oh my god, did he just say that? Oh my god, did she just say that? And, and it doesn't help that this remake is also, it's very manufactured and fake. Like, it's on a studio lot. Like, every single set. And it's, alright, this is a stupid thing to even think of. And it's not like they added a laugh track, which it would have, it's basically what it feels like. Because the original does have a laugh track. But it's almost like the laughter's different too, and that sounds so ridiculous, but like... The original laughter is like a chuckle. It's like a warm British chuckle. But the American version is... <laughs> like, like, for yeah, hours. I can, it's... I can barely hear some of Chris Moynihan's shitty lines because everyone's laughing so hard at what he has to say. It's like, it's, it's, un- it's literally unwatchable. And Okay, so let's actually get into the episode. The problem is, we don't probably have that many notes that are about the plot because it's a hangout comedy. And like we kind of mentioned before, it was almost like removed from that. Like, all it was about was the joke delivery, and when all it's about is the joke delivery, and the jokes are all terrible, and the acting's all miscast, it's very tough to watch. But we'll try and go through and pick out some of the more ridiculous jokes, and, like, there are a couple major beats, like, with the, the, the dumping, and then the sex, and dating, so we can go to those, but I'm sure there's plenty to say in between there. There's a couple lines where I was just 
So I had to pause it and write the full line because I could not handle what just said, <laughs> which is ironic because then I went back and watched the original it and it works. was totally fine. I was like, well, uh, this is literally, I was finding the exact same lines ridiculous. And you're like actually laughing. Exactly. It's so weird. It's like, it's like a, it's like a psycho, it's like a psychology project where you're like, I, I, why do I hate the same things in this that I didn't hate in this, in the, the second version, but whatever. So first off, it starts out with Jay Harrington as Steve. Now, Steve was dating, uh, is dating Jane. And Although we don't know that, because the whole thing is that we have the two conversations with the two pairs. Yeah, you think right. he's dating So we think he's Susan. dating Susan, yeah. Yeah, the way they're talking, it sounds like it's the opposite. Um, yeah, he's ready to dump her, and she's, like, talking about possibly getting engaged. Which is ridiculous. And, uh, so they're, they're talking, like, oh, maybe I'm gonna get engaged, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, oh, I can't dump her. She just won't let me dump her. And they're like, well, why? And then, of course, we have terrible one hand saying well why would you want to dump her or what, what's going on why can't you dump her and he says she tries to have sex with me every time we we break up and then he can't i guess say it and then the last time it was so bad that she didn't wear underwear and then but panties. he said panties like 50 stop. times stop but i don't even think about it <laughs> you know what what's so great about you guys saying that is i literally when i wrote my notes i'm like I was copying down what he was saying. I was like, doesn't wear. I'm like, not writing panties, underwear. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I can't even write it down. But like, <laughs> it's so, I hate, fucking hate people using that word. Especially when it's like eight times in a row. Seriously. And, and so, grown adults and then, like, And the punchline to that, which I guess is the same in the British one. Oh, there's a punchline? <laughs> <laughs> I know. But all of my punchlines are in quotation marks, both because I'm quoting it and because it's hard to take them seriously. Uh, but so in this one, um... Uh, it's Jeff, right? So Jeff says to him, oh, no defense against that. <laughs> Lol. Like, that's basically his response. That's it. That's <laughs> Like, oh my god. Like, no defense against that. Whoa. And I think that there's a British, like, equivalent when they're saying this, but I don't even remember it being, like, I, the problem is I don't remember the lines as much in the British one because it wasn't really about the, the word. And it could be the same, same line, but, like, in the British one, it's like, every line from Jeff is kind of, especially when it talk, is about sex, is, like, kind of delivered in an awestruck way. Like, there's kind of a creepy innocence to his line. Yeah, and that, we should probably get into that a little bit. So it's basically, like, there are moments where he'll, he'll, okay, they're talking about Steve dumping, um, Susan. No, Steve dumping, no, Steve Jane. dumping Jane. Sorry, there's so many people. Uh, so Steve <laughs> dumping Jane, because Jane is, like, unbearable. And in this one, you have, uh, the Moynihan version of it, where he is, uh, Really, bro? You, why are you dumping her? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. Oh, but no defense <laughs> against that. That's his all. That's his delivery. In the original one, it's, but why would you dump her? You're still getting sex, right? And then when he <laughs> says, yeah, I'm getting sex, it's like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, no underwear. Well, who could blame you? Like, it's a totally different style of delivery. Like, the the broiness of it does not work because it comes across as like, why are we supposed to find Jeff at all likable? He seems like a total prick. Yeah, and we find out later on that he dated the one girl. It's just gross. And then we also are at the same time introduced to Sonia Wagner and um, Rita Sofa, right? So it's yeah. Susan and uh, Sally. Sally. So many S names. I know, it's like, so many. And they're all it's S names and J names and Patrick. Oh, Jesus and Patrick. You know, fucking Patrick. Uh, so she her one of her opening lines is a woman's breast or a journey, the destination being her feet. I was like. Ugh. Which I think is in the original as well, but just so much better. I don't, I don't get it. And then uh, this, I think, was different though in this version, where the the men then start arguing about how they deserve sex. The hand stamp the metaphor. Hand stamp. They 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 compared having sex to having a hand. That stamp was gross. At a club. And I, 
And then he says, well, if you've got the hand stamp, you're still entitled to go back into the club. You get it, guys? The joke is that they can go back into the club. I think in the original something, something about something, something privileges it's like the or whatever. Circle. It's not like a weird in and hand out privileges. thing, though. They say in and out privileges yeah. in this part, which is really grotesque. But like, yeah. And it's... It's definitely implied. There are not great moments in the original where it's like they're acting douchey, but it's like I don't mind that because that's just a character being a character, especially because it's two thousand something. But plus, you're not supposed to buy that Jeff is saying anything that's actually like of knowledge. Yeah, he's obviously a chump, and they're both kind of chumps, and that's kind of the whole point of the show is they're a bunch of like losers, but like adorable losers. But in this version, he comes across as just like, "Oh, get that shit, man! Like, ooh yeah, nail it! High five, fist pump, woo!" Yeah, it's just so weird. And he's just like, yeah, we deserve sex. It's like a hand stamp at a club. And then they're like, and he's like, what do you mean? He's like, you're entitled to go back in. Like, oh, <laughs> it's just so gross. And in the original, he obviously says something similar, but it's just delivered in such a way that even though it's still probably unlikable on paper, he obviously isn't coming from quite a place of, of meanness, I guess I'm trying to say. Like, he doesn't seem quite as oh, malevolent. I'm sorry, in the original script for, like, the UK version, it's he's in the boyfriend zone. Nothing about stamping. Yeah, so that was Yeah, in the zone. Was just... it, it was, like, the like, zone or the circle or something. I'm sure it sounds rough, because we've been saying it's the same script, so that's the kind of minor change that happens, is something that drastic. Like, if you're gonna change a script to something different, change it to something good. Like, don't downgrade it, don't remove it, just leave the original. If you're gonna copy every other line word for word. Because there's nothing wrong with the boyfriend yeah. zone. Like, yeah, once you get to the hand stamp territory, Ooh. it's just disgusting. It is disgusting. It's just, oh god. And we're really, like, we're not even selling that as, as this gross. There's like a whole bit where he goes into it. Like, I, I'm just summing it up. He goes into it for like a full minute and a half. It's pretty disgusting. Um, so then again, once again, um, Steve tries to dump Jane because he just can't handle dating her. But she, of course tries to put up a fight and just says, I refuse. Um, but then at the same time, this is when we're first introduced to Colin Ferguson, and this is actually, like, probably, this is a 22-minute sitcom. This is already, like, minute five, maybe, or four or five. It's pretty deep into the episode, which, is, again, four or five is not that long into an episode, but in this, it's, like, non-stop jokes. So it feels like three hours later, Colin Ferguson <laughs> comes in, who's the main top-billed person. He's hitting <laughs> on the girls, which I guess he's supposed to be dating one of them? But he's yeah, like, he's dating Rhea Sofers. He's supposed to be flirting with Sonia Wilders because they're like basically they're the other OTP of the show. And it's, but you you couldn't tell from their lack of chemistry. They have no chemistry. They're, oh my they're god, they're so great. They're so great together in the original show. Can I say it's and, so weird because when he comes in there and sits down, I thought he was hitting on them. Like in my notes, it says Colin Ferguson hits on the girls, and then later on it says, "Oh, Colin Ferguson tries to dump her." Because I genuinely thought he was just some dude at the bar hitting some on rando, him. Because not the guy that's so been talking about. That he is dating one of them off and on, and genuinely doesn't even come across as having done so. And Colin Ferguson's not a bad actor, so it's just it's just shitty, shitty, shitty setting and writing and shitty writing and directing. Yeah. Everything about it. The directing obviously is a huge problem, considering they couldn't get any of the performances. Exactly, they that either. And so he hits on, but he kind of does hit on both of them. That's part of the problem too. He's not just hitting on his girlfriend. He's Hitting on both of them, like, oh. Her best friend, like, right there. And this is another part where they don't change the line, but they change who says it. Um, so he says, like, how, uh, they, they're making fun of him about how he's, like, useless or something. And then he says, how, well, then how, why are you always checking out my ass? And then, I think it's Susan in this version says, I'm lip reading. 
Where in the original... No, in the UK version, he's talking about somebody else. Exactly. Or maybe that's what it is. He, it's not that someone else says yeah, it. He's, he's talking about someone else. He's talking about how somebody else is always checking out his ass and... Um, Sally is like, well, she's lip reading. So it's not like he's he's hitting on her at that time in the UK version. He's talking about somebody else finding him attractive. And that it's such a small thing. Like that's just changing who is hitting on him or who he's talking about hitting on. Like it's just changing where it's being directed. But when the joke isn't like the joke in that moment in the British one isn't pitting them against each other. In this moment it does. It makes it like they're mean, and they're sniping at one another. And I'm like, this isn't likable. They are not likable human beings. You don't believe them for a second to have the chemistry that would be required to have this kind of, you know, on-again, off-again Ross-Rachel vibe they're trying to replace friends with at this point. But they just, they tr- they were just shoehorning into a, a square peg into a round hole. And Yeah, and these two characters are already hitting on each other when they haven't, he hasn't broken up with Susan yet. And they're actually yeah, best friends. Sally's best friend. Like, what the and so it feels very like, wait, what's going on here? Why are like Sally's not even already developing in the British version? Sally's not even like even interested in Patrick until she finds out he has a big until dick. They break yeah. Up. yeah, yeah. Once they're broken up and she finds out he had a big dick, which is why Susan stayed with him in the first place. <laughs> and like, look, I'm not I'm not against the idea of like you know uh, not that huh, I'm not actually pro it in IRL guys, but like you know dating exes in TV shows can be very, very um, compelling if it's done well. Like, the pilot of yeah. Greek has her dating her boyfriend's best friend slash, slash worst enemy, and then it goes into more, and there's there's plenty of other shows that open with cheating being introduced. That's totally... I don't love it at all as, like, a, as an actual trope, mm-hmm. but, like, it's totally, you know, done well. It's totally fine. If it's done well, yeah. And it's, it's interesting, at least, or it, it's, you know, provocative. In here, it's just sort of like... But he dumps her instantly, so why should we care if he dates her? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like it, It's another tweak that they made to the original script that made them more unlikable and made it less, made me less likely to sympathize with any of these characters. It's... Like, it, it was just a small little tweak, but mm-hmm. it made all the difference in, like, I don't like these characters because right now. I hope like, they all break so up. Unlikable. Yeah, exactly. Who cares if they never speak up? to each other ever because again. Because we're introduced to them while they're already breaking up. And then they've broken up, and then he dates her, or sleeps with her, and you're, or I guess he didn't actually sleep with her in this one, he, he's supposed to sleep with her in the other one, but he's he's hooking up with her in the other one, and you're supposed to be like, oh, well, this is weird. It shouldn't be that weird, because it seems like none of them are that close, even though they're supposed to be best friends, she's barely even, even though in the original, although they're also supposed to be obviously close friends, she's referring to her as her beautician, so she's actually probably even more removed than she is in this one. Where she's actually supposed to be just her best friend. I mean, maybe she's her beautician, but they don't get in. Yeah, I don't even remember if Sonia Welger Sally, like, works. I don't know. I, don't, I feel like she doesn't, honestly. Who knows? Sonia Welger is always out of work. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, so uh, so she so she's already kind of, like, eyeing him up, and that's just while they're getting dumped, so it's, like, really hard to take anything seriously. Um, but in the meantime, Colin Ferguson tries to dump her because their relationship... Um, he thinks is too draining or something. Everyone's drained by everybody basically. on this show constantly. They're just like, oh, I'm just not feeling this anymore. That's like, what a great way to start a show is that. Which, <laughs> not, look at me wrong, the original does similar things, but it just, it's, it, ha- it focuses a lot more on the um, Susan and Steve bits, which are the okay. more interesting parts, because that's like supposed to be the beginning of a relationship. In this instead, though, it focuses more on the ending relationship. So it's like, well, these are, 
people that are all breaking up. Who cares? Like, it's just like watching the, the bad season finales of Friends back to back. Like, you don't have to, <laughs> like, just because that happens, it's supposed to be, like, before, it's a cliffhanger. Like, you're not supposed to watch this as the, the pilot episode and be like, yeah, I'm hooked. I want to watch all these people who are miserable pick up their lives. It's like, I don't like any of these people. I'm so excited. This is my new favorite show. It's like watching a show like, oh yeah, everything's in ruin. Let's watch them all build it back up. Like, no, I want to watch the place burn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so. Every single one of you is obnoxious. Yeah, so. Let's do this. He tries to jump her. He, oh, he tries to jump her. He tries to dump <laughs> He tries to dump her. That's later on. He tries to dump her and then she says, she kind of like counters him with, oh, we're in a relationship? I didn't even know. We always just fooling around with you. And then, uh, then she turns, and again, the original is so great because in that moment she is sort of just, like, kind of being, like, catty to him, I think, where it was sort of like, oh, I'm, I'm basically trying to outplay you in chess, whereas in this mm-hmm. one it just becomes like she's, like, an emotional, uh, child slash woman, so obviously she's stupid, and the minute he says, like, oh, well, I was sleeping with other people too... And she goes like, well, I wasn't cheating because I wasn't faithful, and I knew that. You thought you were being faithful, and you still cheated on me. And she's, like, super offended by it. So you're supposed to take that, like, oh, this is a likable character. Someone who's basically, like, like espousing hilariously ridiculous, illogical statements like that. Like the Basically, f- yeah. the moral of the story is that Americans just aren't funny. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, guys. But she, uh, in the meantime... I'm just, it's... I, I'm sorry, it's just... <laughs> So weird how they went out of their way to not really cast comedic actors for the show. Like, who's gonna like? I really need a, a like a sitcom lead actress. I'm gonna cast Rena Sofer. I think that actually the Look, guys are well, maybe not Moynihan, but the other ones are definitely. I mean, they're they're capable of comedy, but it's just like they, you know what? That's actually really that's, that's it. That's what I think it's what it is. They were, the women are like not like they're gonna cast Melissa George, that's which insane. she's lucky she dodged a bullet, but like who's like. Seeing Melissa George's resume, besides maybe Sugar and Spice and thinking, yes, comedy. Comedic actress, yes. And, like, the trouble here is that I think that they're all kind of... Even though Colin Ferguson and Jay Harrington have gone on to do plenty of comedy, they, together, when they're they're in this moment and when they're in these beats, it almost does feel like they're trying to play it like a straight drama. Yeah, especially, they're the same type of actor, too, which is even weirder that they cast them as two, like, completely yeah, different Yeah, they can roles. be, like, brothers, probably. Like, I'm sure they've auditioned against each other numerous oh, times. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, but maybe that's part of it, is that when they both read for the same line, and they said, oh, no, no, we're gonna bring you in for him instead. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so, they're they're all kind of playing it like it's a drama, and they just happen to have, like, like laugh tracks underneath. It reminds me of, uh, it's just a really specific beat, so apologies if it's too Baroque, guys, but, um, there's the community episode where they show the original, um, oh, I can't fucking know what it's called, but some of the version of the Downton Abbey thing where everyone just mm-hmm. commits suicide. Yeah. It's like that, and then we're watching it, but it's a TV show in America instead of Britain. Like, it's like <laughs> a laugh track about a really serious, like, the, 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 the laughing doesn't even line up with where the jokes are. Like, it's almost like it's been stamped in afterwards, like a girl at a club. Like, let's uh, try and make yeah. this a joke. It's, it's just like, okay, here's where the left beats were in the original. Let's just throw them around the same spots and people will get it, right? And... Even though this is not funny. And then the actors, obviously they're not trying to... They're trying to be serious, like, you know, like, I guess maybe... Because you don't want to play it too broad and, like, over the top, except the original coupling is broad and over the top, honestly. And it's just... I don't know. It's like they... One moment they'll be landing... They'll be making jokes like it is, like, a like an ABC sitcom from the, the the 80s or something, where they're, like, super, super, super hammy and, and ridiculous. 
Then the next beat, it'll be like a super serious. Like, what the bathroom scene we'll get to in a second. It's like, it's almost dead serious. Like, if you took out the laughter, it could be just, a it could be like an episode of How I Met Your Mother or something. Like, it's, well, that has laughter too, but it's just very, the tone is totally, it's like whiplash from one tone to the other. Because, okay, of course, after he, after Jay Harrington tries to break up with uh, Lindsay Price, which is uh, Jane, she says, well, too bad we're not going to stay together because uh, we could add a threesome. And then he's like, whoa, 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 no one said anything about a threesome. And then decides to try and get back on board with this, and they try and have sex in the bathroom, the girl's bathroom, um, which leads to him needing a condom, which is a, that's also a beat in the original, but the, in the original, the, the British version, they have a, a dispenser, I guess? Yeah, because I, yeah, that's there's like nice. a condom machine that's like broken. That's kind of nice. And I actually, I actually do kind of respect, I even wrote down here, I, like, I kind of respect that safe sex is like a huge plot point. <laughs> Because then he calls Jeff and asks him for a condom. And so Jeff has... This is the only... I wouldn't even call it, like, funny, but it's, like, the only decent comedy bit of the entire episode where Jeff has to walk up to Colin Ferguson as a human being. Like, just two random dudes at a bar. He walks up to them and says, Hi, I'm Jeff. Can I have a condom? And Colin Ferguson just gives him a condom. And then the... the, uh, I think he's with... Who's he with? Susan? Sonia Wilder. He's with uh, Sally. And Sally says... You don't even know him. And he's like, yeah, whatever. But I'm like, that's what, like, it's actually kind of a nice message almost. <laughs> like, like that's what practicing safe sex is. Handing condoms <laughs> to strangers. If only this was, like, a, uh, like, moral of the week story. Yeah, but instead that's just, like, one random moment. So that's the only part that would be <laughs> likable, I think, to me. But so, either way, yeah. Susan runs into, while he's... That they added that actually worked for it. was actually decent. It. And, and the, the difference being in the British one, they just stay in the bathroom because there's just a dispenser there. And the joke is that he has money that falls out of his pocket after he's trying to, you know, buy a condom. Uh, and yeah. so, in this one, though, uh, he's waiting on Jeff to get the condom, so in the meantime, Susan walks in, because it's the girl's bathroom, and there's one that's out of order. She's waiting to try and use the stall that Jane is sitting in, waiting to have sex with him in. Um, they should have gone to the out-of-order one to fuck. Oh, why why did they do that? Right? That was my immediate, like, uh, in, in the original, is there an out-of-order? I guess there is. Yes, I I might be, but they use like this. the exact same stalls and the exact same out of order it's signs. So weird! For both it's so weird. Series, but like, what? like it was identical. Isn't that, like common sense, you just use the out of order. Like, I mean, unless it's like gross in there, but still, like, I don't. <laughs> it's like it's maybe that's really it. out of order. But regardless of that, they're just it's a bathroom. I don't get it. I do not understand. But so they're they're using the um the not out of order bathroom, which is you know delaying her ability to go to the bathroom. Which I don't know what his plan was there. Is he gonna, that she's gonna wait it out until afterwards? Like, what? So so he um he tries to brush her off, but like the meeting between those two is like a meet cute. And then in an episode about people, like if these people were gonna all be unlikable monsters, that's fine. Which is I think kind of what they are. But like lean into it. Like, make them that way. Don't try and pretend like they're good people. Like, they try and act like these are, like, likable human beings. Like, they're all, like, superficial monsters. Because in this moment, he's just flat out lying to her, saying he doesn't have a girlfriend, because she asks him, kind of point blank. And he's like... Which, and it works with Jack Davenport, again, because of the whole, I'm super flustered and British, so... And he doesn't really say no, or maybe he does, or he's just saying for a while or something, but he just tries to, like, you know, brush it off. Or in here, he just flat out lies. Um, and then they still end up having sex anyway, because in the meantime, um, Jeff shows up with the condom, interrupts it. And you know, no panties, oh, so. God. And he interrupts it and then hands him the condom, which, of course, Susan's <laughs> like, um, why the hell did this dude just hand you a condom? So it's 
I guess. Why the hell did my coworker yeah, just Yeah, they're coworkers. That's how yeah, she remembers yeah. him. She saw him at a, what was it, a work party or something? Yes. The infamous work party. Oh, damn it. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why you need to watch the original, because you have to get to the flashback episode for the work party. Oh, it's, sounds, it's like the best episode of the series. Oh, wow. So good. So, they, uh, they, they get the, they get the condom, they have the sex, although she, he still tries the to sex. break up with her. He, he really tries to dump her in, in, uh, with Gusto this time, because he's like, you know, I just met this beautiful woman, I want to date Susan. I want to dump you, but then she just rips all our clothes off, and he's just like, aha. And it's, I wish, I wish, this scene especially, <laughs> I wish I could do, like, a side-by-side with, like, this version and yeah. the other one, because it, I mean, we're saying word-for-word word the whole time, it's been pretty much word-for-word, word, but this scene, it's, like, it's directed the same, it's blocked the same. Do you want to, like, uh, edit the video so you can post it uh, with the podcast? I can try. Like, side-by-side? Side? I can try, yeah. guys. I hope I can find a way to do it, but... I mean, it is, when they deliver this line, they're going to do it in tandem. Like, even, like, the way that the, the joke is paced, it's not, yeah. like, quite the same, like, the, the, the moments leading up to it and after it, but, like, his delivery, his response, the punchline, he says it probably around the exact same timing and everything. It's spooky. It's like watching two different ver- it's like watching the original Heart to Heart back-to-back with the greatest <laughs> television event of all time. <laughs> like, it's spooky. So, anyway, so, uh, they're, they're doing that. They're, you know, uh, banging in the, the bathroom stall. He's, like, furious because he really tried to dump her this time and it still didn't work. She just shaved everything and ha-ha-ha. Uh, so then they, they're back playing Halo and then describes to the other, the other guy, Jeff, he just says, like, you know, this is what happened. It sucked. Which, if you're gonna edit out whole moments of the show, lift that entire scene. You don't need it. Like, leave it's the really moments. It's really unnecessary. It just has the thing where he's telling the story about him and Susan. Jeff's telling the story about him and Susan, about how she that. freaked out. You don't even need it. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. you could have just said it in passing on the way to the beginning part. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. It's just, it's totally pointless. But he, he does lead up to that, that moment later on where he basically says that, yeah, I dated Susan once, but she freaked out on me or something. She got nervous, right? There was nerves. Yeah, we were about to get it on in an office, and then she freaked out. Jesus. You know, bitches. But that, it really I is. wouldn't be surprised if he had said bitches, honestly. That's how terrible yeah, he is. Yeah, bitches like that, though, guys. Uh, so he, <laughs> so he, he's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It sucked, but we're still friends. That's why, you know, I told her you should hang out with her. Because he, he kind of does set the two of them up. Like, he, he gives them each other's numbers, I guess, or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But so they're... They're, like, playing Halo, blah, blah, blah. Next scene, though, um, Susan asks Jeff about um, Steve and asks mm-hmm. for his number. So he's sort of is playing yes. the, the matchmaker and there. Another scene that is so much better in the original. Again, it's so weird. It's so close to it. They go into the porn buddies bit. Now, here, this feels like this was edited, but I don't even know where it was edited. It was so sloppy. Like, the way it was changed is so all over the place. Like, so parts of it were, were taken out, parts of it were left. So you end up with this, like, gobbledygook where it's just like, yeah, we're porn buddies. I remove the porn from his computer if his parents, if he dies and his parents come to his house. I'm surprised he didn't, like, end every line with, <laughs> But it's like... That... He's so, uh, so skeevy. And in the original, when he mentions that they're porn buddies like that, when this is a whole thing, he says it in a way where it's like, the, the lead up to the punchline is a lot more casual, because she has to ask a lot of questions. In this, <laughs> he has to get to the punchline because he only has, like, 13 minutes left of the episode. So he's, like, barreling through. He's like, yeah, we're porn buddies. I removed the porn from his computer if he dies. Ha 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 ha. Next scene. That's, like, literally the entire episode is, is, is scenes delivered with that much speed. It is so rapid fire. 
It's it's like Gilmore Girls, and it's not funny with, with the laugh track, and it's not funny at all. So they're they're like you know, she's describing like oh we had a meet cute later on earlier uh, yesterday or later on yesterday night. Can we get his number? And so he gives her his number. He gives her his number, and then um you know goes back to tell Steve. By the way, she's like interested in you. So Steve's like gotta break up with this Jade chick now because I want to go date this other girl. So he decides to break up with her over voicemail, like the scumbag he is, and when he tries to do that, he calls her, and then, <laughs> again, throwback, which I don't know if it's a throwback to, like, the OG, like, coupling from, from British, or OG coupling from US version, because they get the response, that the halfway, halfway through the message is, the message tape is full. Which is like all message tape, but like... And this was early 2000s, though. This what? is 2003. Yeah, I guess, I guess so... that probably still existed, but either way, they might have just because that is in the original. I I noticed that specifically, yeah. so they might have just not changed that line and figured, eh, not everybody's changed over from <laughs> message tapes. Like, what Lin- the fuck, Lindsay? You've seen all of the original, right? No, I've only seen the first episode. Oh, you only so you're both uh, virgins, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was gonna say, I figured now is as good as time as any. Like, Lindsay Price's Jane is so offensive to me because. Gina Bowman's, awful. Gina Bowman's Jane is phenomenal, and Bowman's as the show continues, she's it's like... She's likable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As as the show continues, just like, oh, she basically just plays all of this, like, obliviousness up, pretty much, because, like, well, you need, like, a crazy person in the group, so I guess I'll be the crazy person. And, like, I can't see this version of Jane ever being like that. It's like, no, she's just a fucking idiot. She's and dumb. I hate her. She's just so dumb in this. Okay, so... Gina Bellman, when I when I first started to watch the first episode and she popped up, I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, what the fuck? What is what role does she have? When she, I found out she had Jane, I was like losing my mind. <laughs> so Gina Bellman, if, uh, if you she's don't know, so is, is she's Sophie so good Devereaux in the show. Leverage, among other things, and it is it is such a different performance. Like her her crazy is so much like one of the characters she would play on Leverage. Like that is exactly what she's doing. She's doing the over the top craziness, but like she tempers it with this kind of like. I don't understand. It's like the it's like she's crazy, but she knows she's crazy, and you can fucking deal with it. Whereas this Jane is just crazy and doesn't care and is stupid and not, like there's no actual motive behind it. It feels like it feels like she's she does like vaguely manipulate him with all the sex and stuff, but like beyond the sex and the dating and that kind of stuff, it's almost like the. I mean, I haven't watched that much of the show, but I'm. It feels to me like she's a lot less involved with. Like, the whole plot is just her being obsessed with him. So it's almost like once you remove that element, she's like, the character doesn't exist. Yeah, Whereas it's like, I don't want to... There was so much more happening. I don't want this character to stick around. Like, why is she still here? Can can she leave this yeah, dinner right now? She should now? not be a yeah. friend. Yeah, she like, she would not... She's not friends with anyone the way, like, uh, what's his name? Jeff is friends with Susan, regardless. Yeah, she's like, literally she's, hanging around. She's the ex-girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. And so in the original, when, when later on we get the, the scene where Susan flashes everybody, uh, we have uh, Gina Bellman, the uh, same thing that Lindsay Price does later on, where she says, like, ooh, I'll just, I just like looking at boobs. And later on, Lindsay Price saying that same thing, the way she says it, it's kind of just like, well, like, see what you're missing? Which I guess is kind of what Gina Bellman's doing in the first one. She's also kind of well, looking at him. It, it turns out Jane in the original just honestly does not understand what bisexuality is. At one point she dates a gay guy because she, she thinks that counts as being a bisexual. Oh, Good lord. But so, but, 
But so she, so she, she definitely is fucking with with uh, Steve because he just dumped her. But like, there's more to it. It's almost like she's just like, I'm a crazy person, and everybody should take it in around me. Like it's not like, I I feel like she's just making a way different choice acting here that Lindsay Price just didn't even it didn't seem to occur to her. She was just playing up the crazy, like weirdo. Whereas, you know, Bellman was much more like. She had, she had, there was a method to the madness, whereas this version, it was just kind of, I'm a crazy person, and it's not as fun. It's, she reminds, it's the difference between, like, a... She's very unaware, in a way, Gina Bellman's character is not. And I, okay, this is gonna be another really, really specific detail, so apologize if it's, again, too niche, but it's, it's, if, if you had miscast, um, uh, Alicia Cuthbert's character on Happy Endings, it's what she could have been. Because that character yeah. could easily have been a one-note, like, bimbo, stupid person, but she is so much more mm-hmm. because oh, that's what Cuthbert did with it. So it's kind of like that, but Lindsay Price is, like, it's like if you cast Lindsay Price as that, like, she would just, <laughs> she would be 100% okay. nope, the nope, bimbo. Nope, 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 <laughs> Don't even think about it, guys. It's horrifying. But, like, like You know what? <laughs> Melissa George probably could have played the Jane role, actually. Yeah! Anybody, I, I said before, I think Jay uh-huh. Harrington could have done plenty of the roles in the show. He would have done a better Jane than this. But anyway, so, so it's... <laughs> well, it's Lindsay, just, who are you casting as Jane in this atrocity? I'll have to think now. about it. I don't even know. Who would we cast Jane that's the actual version of the original Jane? We could play Jane. Who's the original Jane version that we could come out with? I, th- I would say, like, Kristen Ritter. Hmm. Kristen Ritter could do it. Yeah, let's, let's get a coupling remake right now. Kristen Ritter. You guys want to do this casting right now for everyone? Alright, let's do everybody. Alright, this is going to be tough. Okay, <laughs> let's go down the line. So we got, um, Jack Davenport. And I'm saying the originals. I don't want to say their character names, because I don't, I don't want to think about it being Jay Harrington. It's literally just Jack Davenport. So Jack Davenport recast, oh my god. He's a tough one. He's got to be quiet and, like... It's, it's just still Jack Davenport. I could, I could watch that, too. Um... <laughs> Uh, I feel like I'm thinking of some, like, I'm trying to think of who, hmm. I have, like, a strange urge, actually, um, for the Patrick character to be Paul Wesley. Oh my god. I oh my totally god, you would adorable. suggest that. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's think. So, um, I'm trying to think of who oh my god. You say, oh my god, Lindsay, but I feel like you're kind of feeling it. Are we putting Ian Summerholder as a character, too? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, we're good. We're good. No, no, no. He's got bigger problems. Okay, so I'm trying to think of somebody who would be like, I don't even know. Like, I, it has to be someone young, because that's part of the problem here. That they aged up too much, which is not to say that the British actors weren't old, but they were just I'm like going through funny people. I'm like, funny. you say it has to be young with like Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd doesn't age. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, not Paul Rudd, obviously. Colton Haynes wouldn't be terrible. <laughs> no, he would. I mean, he'd be bad, but he would definitely be better than <laughs> Jay Harrington. Maybe he should be Patrick, too. Well, I was thinking instead of Jay, Har- Jay Harrington or, or uh, Jack Davenport. I'm trying to think of someone who's, like, who looks strong. Like, basically what the vibe is. is yeah, I want, like, a similar look, obviously. Yeah, that's but... true. But he, he has the, it's the um, hmm. strong, silent type, but he's awkward as shit. <laughs> So, yeah. it's really like a Channing Tatum, but he doesn't do TV, so, I don't know. Exactly. I don't, it's, it's tough. Like, I get why they had a hard time casting this. It's not easy to do. Ooh, like Hunter Parrish, maybe? Ooh. 
don't know. I could see that. He can do comedy, uh-huh. but I don't know if he could do the same kind of comedy. This is tough as shit. <laughs> oh, Johnny Simmons. I can see Johnny <laughs> Simmons, but they're all kind of young. I don't know. Who, who are your picks? I'm still thinking. This is, like the, this is like the toughest thing I'll ever do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's see. American comedy actors under the age of 40. <laughs> I did 30. That was too old. You know what's probably the actual answer and it's terrible because of it? What? It's, prob- it's probably Josh Radner at the beginning of How no, I Your Mother. No, I, I thought that's that before, why would you say that? Why? Take it back. You, you know it. why I would say that. Don't like, come it. on. Don't do it. That is, that is exactly the vibe he's going. Uh, that's that's why he was successful in the beginning of that show. Is that's based, Or John Krasinski, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He could do oh, it too, I yep. bet. Zachary Knighton. He would oh, definitely be cast. Yeah. yeah, Steve. Yeah. Okay, let's like, let's just think outside the box. I'm trying to think of like stand-up comedians. I, I prefer to think outside the bun, Laura. <laughs> oh, God. Long. Uh, so... Uh... Are we thinking outside the box? Fine. I'm going to make Taraji P. Henson Sally. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally that. buy that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely see that. Now, who would be the Taraji P. Henson and Paul West. Well, obviously. Together. Oh, my God. At last. Why isn't that a thing? I mean, I don't even care about the age difference, if there is one, I guess. He looks I, young, I love I know, it. But, oh, yeah. God, yes. I'm trying to think of, like, stand-ups that are a little bit more... Oh, my God. That's another one where it would kind of almost... Joel McHale's kind of like a parallel move, but he could... We're not allo- Joel McHale's not allowed to be in this because he was in the IT crowd oh, pilot. Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Joel. <laughs> I feel like... Who, what about Jeff? Like, who... I don't even know Jeff's who Jeff's a hard Jeff. one because they bond it of... so bad with the U.S. version. I, well, Dylan O'Brien has kind of babed out of that. Oh, you know who I'm thinking of? I mean, it could, no. it could be, not that it, not that I would say, like, he, he's exactly the same person, but, like, a Gemberling could do this. Uh, if you, John, John Gemberling? Yeah. Yeah, I think John, I mean, he's obviously playing somewhat similar to that, um, on, uh, what do you call it, on, uh... He's very polarizing on Marry Me. I liked him on Marry Me, but people were really not into it. And he's it. playing a very similar character on Broad City, like, he's, he's scruzzy and, and weird, but I feel like he could totally play a much more straight man than he plays on that show. He's a little too off. He's too broad. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking <laughs> of Broad City, maybe Steven Snyder, actually. Oh my god, he would have been great. He would be great for, for Steve, you mean? Uh. Or no. Or yeah, actually, as the yeah, first. Jeff, actually, for either Jeff. One. He could have done either one. Mm-hmm. There was a point where I don't know why he wasn't. Oh god. Or we could start throwing in other random, like, sitcom alums. From oh, wait, like, we're, we're dumb as fuck. Jeff is played by Jason Manzoukis. Boom. Oh my god, yeah. There you go. Oh. Oh. Which I, I would totally. Well, if we're gonna age people up then, I, I actually suggest uh, Steve is played by Ken Marino. Oh my god, <gasps> yes! Yes. <laughs> yes! He would be good at that. That's. Yes. He would be good at that. <laughs> You're welcome. Stephen Moffat, if you're listening to this, right. we'll give you a second chance to cast Coupling U.S. So, we'll like, like, let you do this over. Let's go down the line again, because that's, that's it. That's that's the answer for that one. So we got Jack Davenport becomes Ken Marino. Ken Marino. Uh, oh my god. Got, oh, that's so good. Um, And then we have, well, we'll stop to go on. So we'll, that's Steve. Steve well, well, did we cast a Susan? Because we cast Sally as Taraji. Exactly. So we got Steve. T- Steve t- <laughs> that's the best. 
<laughs> oh my god, I accept no substitutions. Um, so Steve, <laughs> Steve is now, um, Camerino. Camerino. His, his, um, love interest will be Susan, which I would say, I don't, I almost feel like Melissa George could have handled it. So maybe just Melissa George, I don't know. Let's, let's get, well, cause we're having a better version, let's give, let's throw Melissa George a bone. Alright, Melissa George, you can handle Susan. Uh, and then let's think, um... I don't even know who Jane would. We said maybe Kristen Ritter. Oh no, we didn't say Jane, did we? I said Kristen Ritter, but I think anybody like that. She's kind of young though uh, for doing the Camerino thing. Well, we're, we're doing the Paul Wesley thing too, though, <laughs> so we can have. All right, all right, we gotta get this all under control. So let's 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 figure out who everybody is, and then we'll go down the line. So we got Steve as Steve as Camerino. Yes. Jane as as who as Kristen Ritter. You think that's okay? Are you good with that, Lindsay? Yes. So then. <laughs> Susan, we're giving back to Melissa George. Yes. Hand, although she was Sally, I think, right or no? I don't know. Well, she can she can have Susan. Exactly. She'd be perfect. Anyway, so uh, then Sally. We're, we're, we're pumping her up. Sally, Sally is Taraji P Henson. And then Patrick is Paul Wesley. Paul Wesley. And, and Jeff is Zooks. Okay, so that's that's our list. So guys, all right. So Steve is Ken Marino. Jane is Kristen Ritter. Susan is Melissa George again. Uh, Sally is Taraji P. Henson, Patrick <laughs> is Paul Wesley, and Jeff is Jason Manzoukas. So, like, <laughs> I would watch that show all day long. <laughs> like, I watch it so hard. Why isn't that a show? Like, oh my god. Even if we got, like, one of any of those people is good enough. But with the same exact script again, obviously. We yes! gotta see who can roll can with happen, it. happen, guys. I will you know they could roll with it, like... Honestly. Oh, I will try and include some kind of like, a little... Like, Paul Wesley would get to bring back the Wasilewski swag. Oh, that's why it's <laughs> too much. God damn that it. That swag with Taraji's swag? Oh, God. Ah. I don't want to think about it. That's too much to handle. I don't want to think about that at all. I don't, I don't have time. <laughs> You're like, this is my new OTP. No, I didn't even know even... that I need these two to work together, but... Oh, God. So, anyway, so... I don't even know what... <laughs> So let's think about that, though. That would I got the papers. <laughs> I do got the papers. But that would have meant that at some point, uh, Ken Marino also hooked up with Kristen Ritter, which I kind of love. And then, oh, yes. God. Uh, and that means that Jeff, at one point... Well, that that's Vinny Van Lowe and Gina, Gina Goodman hooking up. Oh, my God. That is. <laughs> oh, God, it is. Oh, <laughs> probably hit on her at some point. I don't even know. But, uh, and then it also means that, that means that Zooks and, uh, uh, Melissa George are, are hamming it up for some of the, I guess they, they, he froze up on their date. And then... But, but, can Ken Marino believably say panties? He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Once you have that idea of how it could have been done, you go back and you think about it, both literally and figuratively in our amazing, like, retrocasting, and then in this real-life version of the original, where Susan, in this point, she shows up a little bit early, and then, like, they're, like, kind of making this cute little, like, quip, quip, quips, whereas in the other one, in the original, she just kind of meanders in, and then it just becomes a whole thing. Like, the, orig the original British version has a lot more quipping, which can usually be a little bit overkill, but, you know, it was written and performed in the late... I guess it was too early 2000s. It was 2000, yeah. So, like, it felt more at, at home. It had the Friends vibe where it was quip, quip, quips. But, like, this the second one, even though it was only, like, I think four years later or so, it just was enough that it felt like... It, it just felt so pastiche. Like, it was just so old school, and it just does not ring true at all. 
And above all the problems we've said with the U.S. version, it's like the cast has no chemistry with each other at all. At all. Because they, There's they nothing find, there. The real, the real problem here is, I, I think it's, and, and we've been hanging it heavily on the actors because they're just not doing great with the work they're given, which is, I mean, you can hardly blame them because it's not amazing. Direction. And again, for the most part, we, we enjoy these actors. Yeah, they're, they're capable, most of them, that I'm aware I'm, of. So, yeah. like, that's fine, but we also mentioned before, I mean, I was going to hold it off to the end, but I mean, it's kind of been mentioned more or less through the Melissa George uh, route. This show was originally cast with different people. So we had, um, obviously... Breck and Meyer as, as Steve. Steve. Which is an even... Yeah. Well, actually, like, that actually almost makes sense. Like, in the 90s, yeah. he could have totally gotten that role. But it just... I guess he they didn't test well or something, so they just dropped him. Which is strange, because he probably would have been a better, better fit. He probably didn't test as well, but he it's because British shows weren't that popular on American TV yet. So, of course, it's not going to test very fucking well. But so they cast uh, Breck and Meyer as Jeff. I guess, and then um, Su- uh, I don't know who else was. I guess they're already still sticking with the original Steves, I guess, or and, and Susan's. I don't know. I guess no. Susan was. Yeah, George. Susan was. Yeah. So I guess and... only Steve, only Jay Harrington outlasted this whole recasting, which is kind of ironic because I think he's one of the most miscast of them all. But so it was Breckin Meyer as Jeff, Melissa George from Alias, among other things, uh, as Susan. It's, wait, it, it says it says Breckenmeyer and Jeff, but also it says that Colin Ferguson replaced Breckenmeyer, so I'm not actually sure which one was supposed to be which. Thanks, Wikipedia, for fucking <laughs> everything up. Yeah, it says Colin Ferguson, Randy Sofer, and Sonya yeah, Walker, right. respectively, but, like, no. No. Yeah, they're wrong. So maybe 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 Breckenmeyer played... That doesn't make any sense, though. So Breckenmeyer played Patrick? That makes no that sense. I bring him on made more sense as Steve, to be honest, but Jeff I could buy. Yeah, I, I see him making sense as Steve. Jeff I could almost buy, although I would be like, I feel like Jeff Meyer shouldn't be playing this supporting have of a to role. Grow a beard. And, Pat- and Patrick, I don't That's know. nonsense. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. But so anyways, he, he was replaced, and then Emily Rutherford as Sally. So those are three people, and then it was switched over to Colin Ferguson, Rena Sofer, and Sonia Wagger. So that's three people coming in post the pilot being aired, or, well, not aired, but being shot, well, yeah, like the, and all that stuff, so... It, so it already tested poorly when in the pilot phase, and, and we're like, hey... And when you're bringing three new people in, even if you have two people who have decent chemistry, which I guess would be the Jay Harrington, not that I'm saying they have good chemistry, but you have the Jay Harrington and the Lindsay Price, I guess, already cast, and they kept them, so and I guess that means they probably had Moynihan, but <coughs> Moynihan survived the recasting, which is... I don't understand Chris Moynihan's entire career, as, especially the fact that he's kept even allowing him to make shows. <laughs> but so, so you have three people coming in and three people leaving, even if you have three other people with, I mean, even borderline mediocre chemistry, it's going to end up really bad because you have three new people who were there because the last ones got fired. It's just awkward. It's not going to... It doesn't really like lend itself to having good chemistry. The only time that really works is if you're having, like, antagonistic chemistry when you don't get along well or it's awkward because then it just kind of comes out in your performance because it's meant to be that way. Here you're supposed to have people that are friends, that are quipping, that are, like, you know, like, jovial. Even though they're all (laughs) mad at each other a lot of the time, at least they, like, you know, the the camaraderie is supposed to bleed through so that the jokes are a lot less biting. Instead, you just get people sniping at each other. Yeah, and you're supposed to want to continue watching to see what happens to these characters, <laughs> exactly. but the way that 
the way that it was set up, but I mean, I can absolutely understand why it only aired four episodes because nobody cared to see what happened to them. And I still kind of feel like people might not be getting what's so bad about this show. So let me just say, first of all, this debuted in must-see TV, and here's a few other shows that um, premiered, like, like just in the 2000s to see, and like, what shows... Mind, keep in mind, you probably haven't heard of this show unless you've heard of it being a bomb, yeah. so think about These, this This show premiered on must-see TV in the 2000s, so it's like 2003, like 2010 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you've got 30 Rock, that debuted in the 2000s on must-see TV. Andy Barker P.I., which is a good show, but that was also cancelled. Mm-hmm. The Apprentice, Community coupling cursed which i have no idea what that is do you know do you guys know what cursed is nope nope <laughs> or no deal four kings which was another show that was canceled like i think one season that might have actually had a, no it had seth green not breck and oh i Same do difference. remember that i do remember that now. yeah yeah i know what you're talking about good morning miami yes. with uh our favorites <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> inside schwartz the Jay Leno Show, Joey, Kath and Kim, thanks Ben Sutherland, Oh my god. Leap of Faith, Lipstick Jungle, and I can never tell, what, is that the one that had Lindsay Price in it? Uh, yes, yeah, it is. Amazing. That is the one that had Lindsay Price in it. <laughs> my name is Earl. The Office, Parks and Recreation, uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, Thursday Update, Scrubs, and Southland. But actually, like, when you think about it, that's not a lot of shows that are in the coveted must-see TV. And I guess, for the most part, they all kind of seceded, except for a few, and he's like, this is like a black spot on that. Besides maybe curse, whatever to be that a is. This a replacement for Friends. Like, they were looking at this as a replacement for Friends. And it's like, you completely... I mean, okay, uh, here's the thing. Cursed was uh, actually renamed this, the Weber show. It was Stephen Weber and Wendell Pierce and Chris Elliott. Oh, Jesus. So at least, that, yeah, that, that cast. Uh, it had Paula Marshall. Oh, there I'm, you go. I'm okay. further away from the answer to what Cursed is. <laughs> <laughs> You can lash onto a name with that uh, one. Yeah, that one here's, here's the other thing about the show that I maybe it's not coming across with how terrible it is. Like, I know you can't really judge a show based on its pilot, but the reason I chose for us to watch the pilot is because I didn't want to make anyone else suffer with more episodes. <laughs> because it's it. it's not, it doesn't get better. It just gets worse. And it's even... And especially when it's like... Because the, there are original episodes, like... By episode four, which is the last one that aired in the U.S., you have um, the first original episode of the series. And, uh, is that and a horrible episode? It's, it's not, it, huh? <laughs> a- yeah, it's not good. Oh, so it's like, no, just get back to remaking episodes, but then they get back to remaking episodes, and it's not good. God damn, it's it's rough. It's and yeah. and the reason why I think it's important. There's no is- increase in quality or chemistry yeah, exactly. if you go along it's, with the rest of the show. It's already just kind of dead and. Like, like Lindsay said, too, the fact that they're trying to replace Friends here, like, the way it's described, you can take it with a grain of salt because it's Wikipedia, but it sounds like Ben Silverman was basically like, oh, man, Friends ended. Um, what's another, like, hangout comedy? And Joey failed. Yeah, Joey failed miserably. <laughs> what's another hangout comedy, Joe? And then they're like, uh, I don't know. My, my brother loves this British show where they all hang out all the time, but I don't know if it would really work on TV for American audiences. Who gives a fuck? Just scrub it clean. We'll throw some. They could have just fucking aired the British version. They should have. And actually, it's ironic because later on, um, again, I'm, we're ripping right off of Wikipedia, but it's it's really really interesting because apparently the British um, original I don't know where it aired on Britain, BBC, I'm imagining. Um, but so 
in in Britain, they literally reran the series because they wanted to assure everyone, look at how good the original was. Please don't let all that mess happening in America <laughs> let it affect our show because remember, it fucking rocked. So, it like, was actually good. We yeah. promise. And so they just aired the entire cool. series like start to finish after their American one was canceled because it was like such a poorly mm-hmm. received show. They just didn't want the blowback to mess up. I guess that their their uh you know um uh what do you call them fucking. Oh my god, well, rerun rights. I don't even know what the fuck it's called. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Syndication? syndication rights. This show has murdered me. Uh, so, syndication rights. More no, no big words anymore. Big words? <laughs> Boobs? Uh, so anyway, uh, so then, uh, it, it, getting back to the show, there's really not much more to do. It's kind of just the wrap-up bit where everyone becomes best friends. Oh yeah, the, the dinner. Sense at all because everyone hates each other. But so earlier, um, Steve had tried to break up with Jane on a voicemail, and we mentioned that the message tape is full, which is throwback, um, but it's- And he couldn't have just called back? No, nothing like that. Couldn't have called back, couldn't have done anything. Just- couldn't have just gone to her, considering she stalks him, and he knows that she stalks yeah. him. So, and, and, which also makes no sense that she wouldn't answer his phone call, because she's obsessed with him. But so, uh, so she sends him a voicemail, he leaves the voicemail, it cuts off right when he says- I know you're a beautiful woman, and you'd have to be a crazy person to dump you, and he's basically going to say, but we need to break up. It cuts him off there because it's full, which is just not really how things work, but okay. Um, but so, so it, it's just for men to be humor. I'm, I'm dissecting the humor of it now, but whatever. And so he decides, like, whoops, didn't mean to do that. So he goes off and makes a date with Susan and figures he'll just deal with it in the morning once the machine's cleared out, I guess. Um, but in the meantime, Jane has heard the message and then been revved up enough to go stalk him and find him at their, their used-to-be date night restaurant, which is the same place where he's bringing Susan, because he's, a, as aforementioned, scumbag. Uh, and so Susan shows up, she's a little bit early, and she's running into him breaking up with Lindsay Price, so it's awkward, and, uh, she, at this moment, was like, oh, you have a girlfriend? And he's like, uh, for now, you showed up early. Which is just, I mean, it's so funny, because in the original, it's so well-delivered, and it is actually humorous. In this, it's just kind of like... He's a dirtbag. He's a dirtbag. It's so weird. And, uh, so, uh, in the meantime, Lindsay Price, uh, Jane, notices that, you know, she's there on a date with him, and she's, like, appalled, so she stands up and dumps him, and then the joke is supposed to be, like, he, like, kind of, like, breathes a sigh of relief, like, oh, I've been trying to do it all week, but it's, like, not funny. Whereas the original one, again, it's, it's so much different, because it's literally manic behavior but in this it's sort of just you know like eh that's where the joke is right so you're dumped like it's not interesting I am obviously a pessimistic and negative person in general but I don't believe that uh, British to uh, US adaptions have to be bad I don't inherently believe that you have to be bad but it's just so frustrating when you see something as atrocious as this and it's uh, well the reason why I brought up The Office before is that the Office, although it definitely has its lulls, which we've explored on the show, go check the Office episode out now. Uh, but it's it's tough because I think that's an example of a show where it definitely. I mean, everyone always says like you know let those six episodes breathe. It's not always the best first season. Although I always kind of enjoyed it, so I never really had that much of a problem with it being pretty close to the original British version. But once they did find their footing and they totally did adapt it to a different show. It still kept a lot of the same elements of the original, but it also kind of just changed it to fit, like, the American TV landscape. And I have no problem if they want to do that with a show and change it that way, but if you're going to keep it this close to the original, well, one, you might as well just air the original. I think American audiences can handle it. It's not the end of the fucking world. But secondly, just, 
change it to be a little bit different where it's not so much about like them all sniping at each other or you know everyone dumping everyone at the same time like let, let's like wait an episode and then do that or something like if you're gonna get rid of all the silent awkwardness mm-hmm. after after jokes are landing like mm-hmm. leave the second breakup to the next episode and then leave the other jokes out you know it's just their priorities are whack basically. and I know this isn't a comedy example but I still believe that the US being human improves upon the British being human oh my god by a lot so lot. much like, the, the end season is amazing of the U.S. version, and especially since the British version went off the rails, oh like, God, by season three. Oh, my God, that was a three. madhouse. I bet you, I don't know why they haven't done an uh, American version of Misfits, for example. Like, I bet you mm-hmm. that would have, I think Misfits went way off the rails as well, and that's one of the I know Josh Schwartz, Schwartz had gotten the rights, but I don't, I guess, no, no development hell, yeah. It, exactly. So, yeah. And I, I don't, not that I'm saying please remake every show, I don't need that. No one really needs remakes if they don't, you know... If there's no merit to it. If but, there's no way to improve upon it, then but, what's the point? Exactly. I don't... You shouldn't rush to remake everything, because that's been done to death. But, like, at the end of the day... Shameless is, fin- Shameless is phenomenal. Shameless yes. is great. Yes. Um, what's in the, I'm trying to think of other... Let's, let's look this up before we go on to the next bit. So Veep, kind of, is a oh, remake yeah. of The Thick of It. Of The Thick of It, yeah. yeah. Um, touching Evil, your beloved Touching Evil. Love Touching Evil. That was great. And of course, there are always, like, game shows and sh- shit like no, that. There's so many remake game shows. Is, oh, I can't think of it now. Hold on one second. Get it together! Uh, oh, 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 it was, it's Maria Bello, so it's, uh... Oh, uh, Prime Suspect. Prime Suspect. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that remake. It was much different than the original, but I really liked and it. Didn't it did get a oh. to breathe, but I think it was pretty good. All in the Family is actually a British remake of a uh, show, so... Uh, obviously, House like, of Cards... Again, mm-hmm. it was a, a shorter series, but they they remade that. Yeah. It's actually, obviously, probably more successful. I bet. Like, it's not like every fucking thing that is a remake is like the worst. Three's Company's a remake, apparently. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, I'm looking at other stuff. It's not quite as good. As it's the- strange how many like old, old, old sitcoms are actually like remakes of British shows, because no one ever thinks of it like that, because I guess back in the day, no one really knew what was going on in other countries' TV, so it's like, hey, it's easy to make a remake and just call True. it something else. It's so funny. It was just so weird watching the U.S. pilot. I was thinking, like, why is this, this doesn't feel like a pilot. Like, it feels like we're jumping in the middle of these people's lives, while the U.K. version feels like a good pilot, but it's the exact same script. It's, it's just- crazy. It's insane. It's crazy. Oh, of, like, of course, also, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway, I think is improved mm-hmm. upon in the American version. Like, I, mm. I, I think that many shows don't need to be exactly duplicates to be good. They could be yeah. their own version of that. Like, they don't need to change things 100%, if that makes sense. Yeah. But so much of, so much of adaptation from British to American TV is all or nothing. And so that's why a lot of things, like, live or die based on whether or not they're identical or totally to separate. And that's not really fair because I think that the whole concept of adapting something is not necessarily changing too much or leaving things exactly as is. It's just making something work for a different audience. And this episode did not even seem to attempt that, to be honest. Like, it's just awkward. But, uh, so, so, I mean... I'd be fascinated to, like, talk to anyone creatively behind it or just, like, even one of the actors would be like, what did you guys think you were doing? What was the intent? I, I honestly, I, know, I have no idea. I have no, I have no even concept of what that would have been like. Because I, I mean, most people who are related to the show, we'll get into that at the very end of the episode. But they've all kind of renounced it because they realized it was a total bomb. 
has Chris Moynihan denounced it, or he probably thought it was the best? I don't know about him, because I don't think... I'm sure he would not denounce it. It seems to be part of his... It seems to be his sense of humor. Oh, God, so weird. Again, he created that bullshit man-up show. Oh, Jesus. All right, so... Uh, so let's see. So, uh, so they they end up on this date. It's like an awkward date because he's trying to dump her at the same time as Susan shows up. Susan, this is kind of like the you know the trains crashing into each other. Everyone, you know, all the shit flies out on the tracks. Uh, so then they they bump into um, Patrick and Sally on a date, and uh, Susan, of course, having just dumped him. Is like what the fuck, <laughs> and she explains like, look, I, my my boobs aren't getting any younger. I'm trying to like, you know, find a guy, uh, and so this again, that's so not the original Sally. It's so weird. Like it's just, I mean, there are parts of it that are the original Sally in vibe, but like it's just not the same. Based on mods is the original Sally, but that's it. it's so different the way everything else about the the character is. Like she's so much I more know. annoying. Sonya Walker just seems like really terrible casting for it because like I can't really see her as that vain type of character. Even in, like, Tell Me You Love Me, she was more of a shrew, but she was never really vain. That was and, she. And honestly, I don't really consider her that great of a comedic actress. I guess she's done things where she's she's comedic. But I can't... I think she's a great actress, but she's so much serious. She comes across as so serious all the time. If she's not playing a straight person, like a like a real, real plain character, it's kind of awkward. Like, yeah, watching it... Watching it now, I can't, like, remove her from her lost character, so I'm like, yeah. this is weird. Who is the, what? What character and, is this? And she is the kind of person where, she, it's almost like, you know what, I bet she would have been done really well if they adapted, like, ab- Absolutely Fabulous or something, where she could play that kind of, like, Oh, God, yeah, she'd be, she'd probably be great as Patsy. Exactly, like, really great. That's where, that's the kind of role she's bringing in this, which I guess on paper is not too far off. Yeah, she hasn't really done that much comedy, and for good reason. Yeah, and and on paper, it's not that far from the original, in that she's, you know, being a little bit crazy and hoity-toity, but, like, the delivery is so much more, like, a a socialite than what the original Sally was going for. The original Sally might have thought herself a socialite, but the point was, she wasn't one. In this, it's like... Sonya Wagner looks like a supermodel. She could technically be a supermodel. You don't really know. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, like, she seems like a trophy wife or something who's looking for, like, her next, like, sugar daddy or something. I don't know. That's what, that's what it comes across know, as. It might be bad timing, because having watched her and tell me... Then again, me, you have Tom Persons Patrick, who looks like super businessman, so he could I be mean, sugar daddy. I mean, their children would be, like... I don't even know. But... Waspy McWasps? Yes. <laughs> Their children would be like the next Kennedy line. Um, but so, <laughs> like, regardless of that, they're just super awkward in this in this little moment here because she, she kind of, like, freaks out and says, look, I'm trying to just lock something down. And then Susan's, like, pissed off pretty much at everybody and then tries to get <laughs> Jeff out of it because Jeff has... has about the world. Of, Jeff, I guess, follows Steve there trying to say he's going to supervise the date in case things go wrong, which is, like, just... You're a grown fucking man. Tell him to get the hell out of here. Instead, he stays. He originally, it does work out because he helps try and hide uh, Jane from Susan. But then once they're all found out, which is like, what were you trying to hide him for? She what? She works with him. She's going to recognize him instantly. It's not like he's some like nobody. She's not going to know who he is. She's like, oh, hi, Jeff. And then once he says hi to Jeff, she sees uh, Jane. And then Jane, of course, dumps uh, Steve. But so, this is such a fucking wormhole. So, um, so they're all yelling at each other. And then... Pretty much, Susan says, "Everybody, shut the fuck up." Uh, Jeff, get out of here! Everyone, get out of here! And Jeff says, "No, unless you show me your boob." And then in the original, the joke he he says it in such a she says it so in passing, like she just says, "Like, oh, what do you need?" It's like I have to freaking grab my my uh, tit out to get you guys to leave the restaurant. And he's like, 
okay. And then she's like, she starts talking about other things, and then she's like, wait a minute, what? And he's like, okay, show me your boob. Like, that's the whole joke. Whereas in this one, it's almost like leading up to, will you show me your boob? And that becomes like a funny, <laughs> funny punchline. But, um, so she says, okay, if I show you my breasts, will you get the hell out of here? And then he says, yes. And then the joke being that everybody else just starts to, like, move towards uh, Jeff so that they can also see her boob. And then including, eventually, Steve, which he says, hey, I'm the one on a date. I don't want to be, like, minus one boob. Uh, and then she asks if there's a preference for which boob. Uh, the hilarious uh, Patrick, having dated her, says the right <laughs> one. And then she gets, like, offended because she's like, what's wrong with the left one? He's like, just trust me. It's, you know, just different. I, I don't even know if he gets into why he prefers it, because in the original he does, so who knows. But either way, he just says the right one. And then uh, she she flashes them in the middle of the restaurant, and then the waiter comes up, and she asks for a table for six. And that's supposed to be, like, the hilarious, like, end credits, like, black fade to black moment, where they all are best friends. Because they all sit down, and they say, like, no, you know, we all have baggage, why not just air it out the first time we meet? And it's not a terrible concept, because... That's why it works in the original show, is that it does actually, you know, it play. It's interesting to have people and, that chaotic their first meeting, and then it's all but just from there. this scene, like, this scene is kind of like... It's chaos. Kind of like the indicative that Rita Sofer is no Sarah Alexander. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, she's not. She's so rough. And she, tr- I think she's trying her darndest, but it's just not the same character at all. The, other, the original is so much better paired with Steve especially because they're so much more tempered like in this she's just so like she wasn't going more for like a shrew and it just doesn't work because the character's supposed to be a lot more I think laid back that's part of why I mean shrews don't really flash their boobs in a, re- in a crowded restaurant that's the whole point it's to be laid back like I don't know it's weird and the thing is the original is basically it was kind of based off Moffat and his wife's like relationship like they are Steve and Susan pretty much mm-hmm. And so I would assume that's kind of, like, the casting, like, what we went into the casting. That's not in the casting of this remake. Not at all. It is, it is a lot. So, getting into it, because I think it's pretty interesting. Um, now, I don't have, like, quotes from every car- every uh, actor or anything, but um, Jeff Zucker, the former president and CEO of an NBC, later said of coupling that it just sucked, in quotation marks. <laughs> that's my favorite. Oh, man. It's <laughs> rough. And then uh, Stephen Moffat... Uh, went on to say that um, the hold on here it is the uh, the network fucked it up because they intervened endlessly and they they interfere with the uh, creative and production processes, which is no surprise because again they miscast and then recast and still miscasting the original three um, uh, characters. Two, they're not like side characters; those are all major characters they recast at the last minute. Um, and then it also like it, it kind of fuck with the show that's reason I, I think this is actually part of the reason why the office was so poorly received at first is because everyone was worried it was another version of coupling because i remember i think we went into this a little bit during our um office episode everyone expected the office to be terrible do you guys remember that mm-hmm. yeah it I, I can't remember exactly the, the 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 lead up to it but it was bad like people were waiting for it to suck because i remember it being announced and everyone was already they were already chomping at the bit for to hate it and I, I mean, like, the first season of The Office wasn't the best. It didn't really get its stride until the second season. And you have to remember also, it's like, oh, that guy from The Daily Show, he's going to carry his own NBC sitcom? Oh, yeah, yeah, Steve Carell had done nothing at that point, basically. Really, just had done nothing. It, it was a totally 
I mean, it's a... And this is also a post-coupling U.S. world. Yeah, as as we're currently living in. The current uh, post-coupling world that we've lived in. But so, Steve Carell, at this point, had done... Obviously, he'd done The Daily Show, but had done nothing else, pretty much. He'd done maybe Anchorman, but nothing, really, besides that. And so, to to cast a show to be, you know, set around him is impressive and bold. And it worked, but it... I mean... Besides having supporting parts and things, to lead a show, it's pretty impressive. Um, so, but the coupling stuff, I feel like they might have just needed somebody who was a little bit bigger a name, which, again, it's not to say much, because they did the same thing with IT Crowd, with Joel McHale, who was a name at that point, and he just, it bombed. I wouldn't say he was really a name. Well, yeah, but he, I guess you're right, because he, even though he was hosting a show, he wasn't really a name, but so. The hair plugs hadn't gone in fully yet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, it's, it's common knowledge, but oh, come know. on. Yeah, I think he's admitted it. But anyway, yeah. so uh, so it was basically uniformly panned by everybody, um, and there was actually some people, um, some f- affiliates that were so because um, like we mentioned, some of the content is a little bit risque. It's all about sex and stuff. There were some stations that were refusing to air it literally yeah. because it was too indecent, which is ridiculous. Because it's, there's it's, nothing in this that's even that bad, especially panties. What the fuck's on TV nowadays? It's not even that big a deal. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. And, uh, that's, that's it. I mean, do you guys have other wrap-up thoughts? It was just a real piece of shit show. And I'm, I'm glad that, like, I mean, I agree with we that. all dodged a bullet from existing more than four episodes. <laughs> it only aired four episodes, and that was it. Thirteen episodes were commissioned, too, which is just... And I think, luck. like, what, the last six weren't filmed or something? Yeah. Something like that. It's, right, I'm gonna read it right off of Wikipedia, because I'm a, I'm a scrub. Uh, so... It says, uh, NBC announced the show's cancellation on October 31st, which is hilarious, <laughs> on, on Halloween. After only four episodes have been broadcast, the final three planned episodes were not filmed, and the remaining yeah. six were up on broadcast. Yeah, but, uh, the ones that were filmed but weren't broadcast, they were aired on, like, um, like, in Europe. And I've seen them. Are they Still bad? Yep. Not, <laughs> not, not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. All right. Okay, so uh, if we've got, do you guys have any other wrap up thoughts? I'm just happy we got through this. Yes. I'm happy for you, Latoya. <laughs> you've long recommended this show to a lot of people as like one of the worst things you've seen. And do you I see where it. my feelings I on Lindsay it. Price go? I get it. Like where they come from? You get it now? Oh my god, I get it. Oh Jesus, she's a monster. <laughs> oh Jesus. All right, let's get on the plugs. So what's up with you, Latoya? Okay, I would like to plug. The original coupling. Yes. Phenomenal. Uh, and if you want to see a, a good Jane episode, just in general, you should watch Jane and the Truth Snake. Very, very good episode. <laughs> uh, I would like to plug various covers of Perhaps, Perhaps, Perhaps that are not Lindsay Price's version. <laughs> I would suggest Cake's cover or the Pussycat Dolls cover. Ooh. Both better options. And maybe if you're watching this, you can just play those over <laughs> this. Uh, I would also like to plug Weird Loners, as I had mentioned earlier when I was talking to Lindsay, because, again, it was really good. And it was one of those shows that you immediately knew was going to get canceled. Yeah. And not just because Becky Newton was in the show. Becky needs, like, a win. Poor Becky Newton. It's it's already bad enough she doesn't have, like, a million Emmys from Ugly Betty. Like, she needs a win. It's ridiculous. Also, David Wayne is is a recurring character on the show. So, I mean, I support that. Hell yeah. Let's see. What else... Watch Friends, I guess. If you have to choose between coupling U.S. or Friends, just watch all of Friends. Yeah. Watch all fucking ten seasons of Friends or whatever. Big Friends advocate. I yeah, exactly. That. 
I would also, let's see, plug Sarah Alexander's entire career, because, again, she's a very, very funny British woman. And she's married to Peter Serafinowitz, so she's good people. She's and you can that shit down. <laughs> she did lock that shit down. Yeah, and so you can find me on the Twitter, at LaFergs, or I will probably tweet about this garbage show <laughs> and why no one should be watching it. Um, let's see. I'll be writing things. I had uh, an interview that will hopefully be up soon with Christina Lee, who played Emily Valentine on Beverly Hills 90210. Her favorite artist. <laughs> yes, exactly. We did the episode where she and Brandon basically were just like fucking all the time mm-hmm. when Scott shot himself in the stomach and died. So we did that for the podcast. So you can go back to that and then read my interview. And try to tell if you could, I was like freaking out the whole time. It's only fucking Valentine. You were afraid she was going to set you on fire. <laughs> the best. I just wanted to commit ar- arson with her. Oh my god, yes. She'd be the best arson partner in the world. Oh, so good. Jesus. Awesome. Well, thank you, Latoya. And what's up with you, Thank Lindsay? you. Well, I am currently unemployed, so I tweet a lot uh, at the coolest about TV and movies and sports that I'm watching, so I mean, yeah, find me over there for Pointless Thoughts. It's great. I'm enjoying oh, yeah. life. <laughs> awesome. Good times. That's all I got. I love you. Uh, so, uh, as always, I'm at Mar E on Twitter. The next episode of this show is going to be our 69th episode. Uh, that 70s show. <laughs> Season 8, episode uh, 17, Crazy Little Thing Called nice. Love. So stay tuned for that, guys. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at the Televoy. You can rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. Thanks for wandering into the Televoy, guys. <laughs> See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. I am